Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went towards the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings laying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in and saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and saw and said to him, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that, these, that he had said these things to her. This is the resurrection Easter word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God.
indeed. Let us continue to praise the risen Lord. Let us pray. O holy God, lover of all creation, you are the restorer of life, the conqueror of all that is death in our hearts and in this world. Come and live with us, dance with us on this brilliant, life-filled day so that we can be risen with Christ and in Christ. Be with us now, we pray. Amen. The peace of the risen Christ be with you. And now you can just turn and wave to everybody. Peace to you. Peace to everybody. I want to welcome you here this morning, whether you're here in the sanctuary with us or watching online. It is Easter, and we celebrate this day, and you being present with us, um, those of you who haven't, for whom this is your first day back, or you're visiting with us, that is an Easter gift to us all, because when we are gathered When more than one person is gathered in worship, there is also the Lord. And today, it's the risen Lord. And so we celebrate that um, by just being together in each other's presence. The first and foremost thing that God asks of us, especially on this day, is our heart and our faith. The next thing that the Lord asks of us is that we carry that faith throughout all the week and all that we do and how we live with our brothers and sisters. And yes, we have an opportunity to give to the church and there are many ways. You can see them up there um, online, bring it in, put it in the box. There's boxes, two boxes back there that, um, but put it in an envelope so that you can get credit for it, um, especially if it's cash. So we just welcome. And I wanna circle back to the beginning that the most important gift you bring is yourself and your heart and your faith. Amen. Yeah. 
reflection of our love, of our gratitude for the many blessings you have given to us. You are merciful, you are grace-filled, and you have blessed us. Lord, we pray that you will bless these gifts, that they may be a blessing to others, transforming the world in your holy name, that they too may know your grace, they too may know your love, that they too may come to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Um, for, for those who are, are new with us, the, the folks that were in the um, offering piece there, they're with our sister church, so we're part of Joshua Connection, and that's uh, First Church in Niagara Falls, so, so we are in partnership with them, and we do a lot of mission and ministry with them, uh, so many of us know them. Um, I, I'm so thankful to be here with all of you today, so very happy and blessed Easter to all of you today. And I'm also thankful and grateful that we can be in the house of the Lord together and that no matter what is going on in our life, God is always there with us and hears us and knows us and responds to us. And so we're going to pray together. I invite you to pray with me. Holy God, we come together this holy day celebrating Jesus as our risen Savior. Lord, there are so many things in our life that we proclaim as blessings, so many things in our life that are joy-filled, and yet at the same time, there are so many things that we carry that are burdens. There are things that are dark. There are pains, Lord, concerns in our hearts. You know the pains in our hearts, Lord. You know the troubles in our minds, and we pray that you will speak to them. You speak your truth into our hearts and our minds, Lord. Help us to know that you are there through all of it. That even when times seem dark, that your light will shine. That your resurrection brings new life. And in every moment, we can live in hope. Lord, we pray for those who are struggling in their bodies, that your touch will heal them physically. That they will have a manifestation of healing throughout their body that pain and disease, anything broken, Lord, will be restored just as you were restored, Lord. Restore bodies to the way you created them to be. Lord, we pray for those who are here with us now, for open hearts and open minds. Lord, we pray for a softening of hearts, that your word and your message will reach into hearts, a transformational witness that we can leave here and be transformed by you. We pray for those who are not here with us, Lord, the people on our hearts, the people who could not come. We pray for your blessing upon them, that you will move in their life. And we pray, Lord, for those who choose not to come, who have drifted away or turned away, Lord, the prodigals of the life. Lord, we pray that you will reach into their lives with your provenient grace, and you will turn them and you will bring them closer, draw them nearer. We pray that if there be any scales on their eyes or blinders over their eyes, that you will remove them and they will see. They will see you and they will see you through us. We pray for softened hearts in our community and in our nation and in our world, Lord, that people will be filled with your love and 
love one another as you have commanded us. Empower us, Lord, to be that loving presence. Empower us, Lord, to be that light in the darkness. Empower us, Lord, to have hope in all circumstances, trusting in you, knowing you, for you are our God. And it's in Jesus' holy name that we pray. Amen. Good morning. The scripture reading today is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations, he will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A pastor tells a story about people leaving after Easter worship. And one of the women said, or the pastor said to the woman who was a lifelong member, uh, wasn't it good to see all the people here today? And this woman who was coming out said, what do you think? Do you think it's going to make any difference? And he said, what? You mean the people that are here? And she said, no, Easter. And he said, I don't understand what you mean. And she said, do you think that Jesus being risen from the dead will make a difference in the lives of the people who were here today? Or will they just go about their business and re recognize that it was Easter again and we had ham or we had whatever it is we eat for Easter and there was chocolate, chocolate, good thing, chocolate. And... The question is, what difference does Easter make? What difference does it make in this space, in our lives, in the world? Do we recognize how good the news is that Jesus died and was raised from the dead? And we hear from Isaiah way, way before Jesus came to earth. 
proclaiming that the word of the Lord will be made full, will be fulfilled and that we will trust that the Lord is true and that our sins will be forgiven and that we will be saved. It was prophesied and prophesied and prophesied that Jesus would come and Jesus did come and Jesus lived and we've been walking through the miracles through Lent and then here we are. It's Easter. And I'm reminded of the, the Bill and Gloria Gaither song, He Lives. Any of you familiar with that? There's a variety of uh, variations of that hymn. Um, and it talks about that now that he lives, uh, I don't have to worry. I don't have to have concerns. And I don't know, I know I'm not getting the words right. But basically, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to... Um, feel afraid. I don't have to think about what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't have to feel uncertain. And that really touched me this Easter because I thought about it. How does Easter do that for us? So I'll tell you <clears throat> a personal story, and some of you have heard this before. There are two parts to it. One is traveling around the country with a friend years ago after, after college. And she started talking about, she's from a different faith background, and she started talking about the fact that she thought we didn't have to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. And she'd been in the church her whole life, and I was brand new, so I didn't say anything. I just heard what she said. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it, and I'm like, do I have to believe that? Do I have to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? And in the northwest coast of Oregon, when she went this way and I went this way, and I was sitting on top of a huge rock on the coast, God spoke my name. And I knew. I knew that Jesus had been raised from the dead. And we hear in the Easter story this morning, when did Mary know that it was Jesus? When he said her name. And so, Northwest Coast, Kathy, Jesus' resurrection on a Sunday morning, Mary, the recognition that the risen Lord is real. And then fast forward a lot of years when my identical twin sister had just died of cancer. And I said to God, well, it is just a matter of time before I die, because we are the same. So I know that that's what's going to happen. And a month went by, and another few weeks went by, and it was New Year's, and I stood before God, and I said, I believe in life. And I am not dying. See this, Lord? I am not dying. And if I am not dying, then I'm living. And if I'm living, then I'm going to serve a risen Lord. And I'm going to live like I'm not dying. I'm not going to live like people who feel like they're dying even though they're living. I'm not going to give up on people. I'm not going to give up on uh, hope or relationships. I'm not going to not believe that I will be forgiven, that you will be forgiven because Jesus lives. Now, here's the thing about Easter. 
There's a couple of things that people capture when they say, oh, Easter, it made a difference. I hear people, I even hear young people saying, if something happens to me, I don't have to worry about where I'm going because I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior. And that is a wonderful thing. And we read in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a promise. That's a promise. And I look around and I can scan all the way from Sue all the way over here to here. I don't see a single person who's on the verge of death. So that means whether we die in a couple of hours or in 20 years or 50 years or 100 years, it doesn't matter. But until we're dying, we're alive. And if we're alive, then how does Easter make our lives better? We have lived through a year of Good Friday. And I'm telling you that the difference that Easter makes is big. It's big every year, but it's bigger this year because we have seen our loved ones die. We have seen our loved ones die from outside of a building where they've been. We have trusted them into God's hands, whether it was COVID or cancer or whatever it might be. And we have prayed that God would hold them when we couldn't. But it's Easter. And the other part of Easter that people claim is forgiveness. That by Jesus' life and death and resurrection and being our Savior, and we take communion, and in all of that, we believe and proclaim that in the name of Jesus Christ, we, you and I, are forgiven. Can I get an amen to that? Because if we're forgiven, if we know that we don't have to worry about what's going to happen when we die, and we know that we're forgiven, then the permission, not just the permission, but the call is to live as though you're alive and to live as one who is forgiven. Because it is sometimes our disbelief in God's forgiveness, truly, we believe it but we don't claim it, sometimes has us living a dying-like life. Or we can't quite rise up to the tallest that we can be. We can't quite believe that forgiving others makes a difference. We can't quite believe that, well, except that one thing, I bet God can forgive me, but except for that one thing, And we hold our guilt sometimes like a badge. And what Jesus' death and resurrection says is that in your faith, that that mistake, that sin, that guilt, it's not even remembered. It's not even on the radar except for to teach us a different way of life. So if we live forgiven, if we live as though we were intended to live and not die until we are dying, what joy. 
What hope? What strength? What a song. I remember as a college student, we had a sunrise service up in the cemetery. And when it was over, we paraded down, um, I don't remember what the street is, it goes down in Geneseo, down to the town and turns right. And we paraded down that, and you remember, I'm relatively new at this, and mostly Easter was over spring break, so I missed it, most every year. But on that year, I was there. And we walked down that street and we sang, Christ the Lord is risen today. Now, I barely knew the song because my family didn't go to church, so I didn't know that. And I found myself filled like up on my tiptoes with the sense, Christ the Lord is risen today. And what difference does that make for me? Well, I can tell you, that on that New Year's, we as a family started living as though we were living. We started making memories with our children because we didn't know how much time any one of us had. We started being intentional about the I love yous and thank you and I forgive you and I'm sorry. We started looking at the world as though, what can I bring to this world as a love forgiven, not afraid of dying person? I can go on a mission trip. I can go to children's disasters. We, I'm a part of something called children's disaster services, and we go when there's a disaster into where children are displaced, and we do activities and we help them cope with the trauma of having been flooded out or tornadoed out or possibly in the coming weeks going to be with children who've been separated from their parents. We help them with the trauma. If I didn't believe and trust that God gave me life, then why would I go? Because it's hard. Why would I go to the hospital to visit people with cancer? Why? Because it's hard. Why would I stand at a grave yesterday and offer hope to those who wonder where God is? That's me and my story. You each have your own story. And my call to you is simply this. Your understanding of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is your understanding. And my challenge, though, is does it make a difference in how you're going to live your lives tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day? Maybe. Maybe, just maybe. But I believe so that if we can live as people of resurrection, then surely, even when it's not sunny, we will bring life and light and hope wherever we go. Sure, we'll have bad days. Sometimes the light just feels like it's out, and we know it. We've been there. But we don't stay there, just like Jesus didn't stay in the grave. We just sang, up from the grave he arose, and you sang it with such strength and joy. And if God can give his son to die and raise him from the dead, then surely 
God can raise us who are alive, alive from the dead, from the death of disappointment and anger and resentment and a sense sometimes of worthlessness or not finding our place in this world. What does it ask us to do? It asks us to live in hope, to live as ones who believe that if it's not today, then maybe tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, then maybe soon, but I believe. My sister has been gone for 25 years. Well, no, not that long, because that would make me an age I'm not. Okay, let's back that up. She's been gone over 20 years, but not 25. And I would say probably between 85 and 90% of the time, I have lived like I'm living and not dying. I have lived the life I've been given and not been dying while I'm living and not thinking that I was dying while I was living. Because at the end of the day, this day, right now, here, this minute, it's really all we have, all that we know for sure. Now, we have children here, and we hope that they have another hundred years. We have young adults here and youth, and we hope that there are many, many years. Some of us are older in age, and I pray that we have years left in our lives. But may they be years of life. Because God created us, and God promises to resurrect us, even if it's just our spirit that needs resurrection. Even if it's just the pain in our lives that needs resurrection. Even if it's relationships, and it's not our body that's dying. In Jesus' life and death and resurrection, God said, That he gave his one and only begotten son so that we should have eternal life in our believing in him and not perish. And I'm asking, don't perish in this life. Don't hold grudges. Don't let relationships stay broken unless they're not safe. Don't avoid God and worship and faith no matter where you are. Because God has said, I will be with you always to the end of the age, living, dying, and life after death. That's a heck of a promise. So in our gratitude, may we have hope and life and be among the living. Let's pray. Lord, how I love the sound of a child's voice. I love the sound of people in this place. I love the sound of Easter. But most of all, God, I love you. And on this day, I and maybe we once again say, take me, I believe. And in my disbelief, I will follow until I believe again. 
hold me, save me, show me, that I might continuously live among the living until truly I am dying. May it be so with us this day. In Jesus' risen name we pray. Worship God, glorious day.
we get to honor our Lord is coming to the table. And as we have worshiped and as we have praised our Lord together, let us continue our worship by entering into this time of the sacrament. Will you open yourselves to the grace of Jesus Christ that is always and already available here at this table? If so, say, Open us to your grace, Lord. Open us to your grace, Lord. Will you open yourselves once again to the call of Jesus Christ? If so, say, open us to your call, Lord. Open us to your call, Will you open yourselves to the possibility of transformation through Jesus Christ? If so, say, transform us, O Lord. As we prepare to attend the heavenly feast, we especially pray for those who have no earthly tables or no place at a table and so little daily bread. We confess this day that we have been slow to join the dance that brings life to all, brings love to all, brings sustenance to all, in silence. Let us lift up our prayers of confession. Hear this good news. God has loved you from the very beginning. The invitation of Christ is never ending. Because resurrection can happen at any moment. The Holy Spirit is transforming you even now. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The risen Lord be with you. So lift up your hearts and voices. Let us give great thanks to the Lord, our God. Holy living one, you transformed a whole lot of nothing into this amazing creation. You breathed life all around and called it good. You invited us to the wonder of it all. And when we could not face you, you turned us around. You keep bringing us around and around, time and time again. 
offering the chance to join the freedom dance. And so we join with the glorious chorus of saints past and present, singing a never-ending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Indeed, you are holy, and blessed is your Son, Jesus, anointed one, liberator, dance partner, sibling, and friend. Jesus sat at tables with those who had no place and offered fulfilling food for bodies and souls on the night in which he would give himself for us. He sat at a table with extended family, just as he hosts this table here and now with this extended family. He offered the usual prayers of thanks to you over bread and cup, then disrupted the gathering with this uncustomary word. Take and eat this bread whenever it is my body given for you. Whenever you gather around the table together, remember me. Take and drink from this cup, each and every one of you, because it is the sign of the new covenant. The darkness has given way to the light, and the resurrection dance goes on. This love is poured out for all people. Whenever you gather around the table together, remember me. And so, my friends, we remember and we believe Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us now. Pour out your transforming presence on the gift of this body and on the gifts of this bread and the fruit of the vine. May it be for us your life and love, uniting us as one body, Christ's body, for the sake of loving the world. And now let us pray together the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The table extends beyond this physical space, into the space of the spirit that unites us. May this meal ready us to love, trust, and dance to the beat of God's heart. With that, I invite you to take your elements and open the side with the bread on it first. And know that this is the body of Christ, which is given for you. Take and receive.
And this is the blood of Christ, which is shed for you. Take now and receive. On this day in which God has given us so much, let us receive this good gift. Glory to God. Amen. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. I invite you all to stand as we worship together.
risen. So I invite you to go from this place knowing that each and every day is Easter. We are resurrection people. Go and live in hope, in forgiveness, and knowing that God gives you everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.